Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Happy Saturday. Hello, hello. All right, y'all. This is the big hurrah, the grand finale. We have made it through, believe it or not, 11 episodes this season. This is our 12th for season five. So we're going to close out this season before we take a break for the holidays. But you know, we had to do it right. We had to do it girl talk style. So we got an awesome panel with us today, some incredible women that we're excited to learn more about and excited for you all to learn more about. So I'll let uh, my co-host introduce. Yes. So I have the privilege of having my cousin, Danita McCants. She is joining us this morning. And then I have my wonderful friend, Enya. India, Jonas, Saint. So I just wanted to let you guys kind of introduce yourselves to the audience. Just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do. Who wants to start? I'll go ahead. Okay. So good morning. Thank you for having me. My name is India Jonas Saint, and I am a wife, a mom. I have two children also a nonprofit leader, and I also enjoy encouraging mothers and empowering them to thrive both in and out of the home. So I'm really excited to be here and partake in girl talk and all of the things for your season finale. And India, I got to say, you are a bit of a social media phenom, if uh, (laughs) I add, like, I think I started following you maybe a couple years ago. I was like, this girl got like thousands of views. Like, you keep dropping <laughs> some gems for real. So you're gonna have to, you know, put us up on your game. But I'm, I'm just you know, putting that out there because you, you, yeah, you be dropping some gems. So you have quite a following. So congrats on that as well. Thank you. All right, Miss Danita or Doctor Danita, shall you tell us more about yourself, please? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Oh, I thought we could. It broke up a little bit. I'm coming to, I'm trying to come to a stopping place. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. My name is Danita McCanns, Dr. Danita McCanns. I am a veterinarian and I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm also a mother now business um, entrepreneur, as well as um, do a little bit in the community with the kids, a little bit of um, social media, as well on Instagram and Facebook. So we're pretty active out there. We like to give a lot of advice as well. And um, with the kids, we talk a lot about um, mental health and things like that um, in the community, as well as when it comes to um, growing up and school and everything like that, that I've been through. So I like to um, help the youth as well so that they know what they can do. That's what's up. Awesome. Awesome. Excited to have you. We actually had one of your colleagues on earlier this season, Dr. Camille Grant, talking about her life as a veterinarian as well. So I just, I love the fact that we'll get to to hear your journey as well in that realm. So Cool. All right, ladies. So we're actually going to talk about kind of like a recap of our season. We started off um, the season talking about Enneagrams. So we're definitely going to dive into that. We did the month of October. We did our becoming devotional and just the evolution, our personal evolution. And then we had some incredible hosts or guests come on and talk about their evolution as well. So we'll dive into that. But first, you know, we got to talk what's trending. Okay. And so that's kind of be kind of a mashup, if you will. Some things we've talked about earlier this season, but there have been some updates and in some cases, not so much. So we're going to dive on in. And first, we got to talk about women in music. This has been an incredible time for women in music. You know, we had new music from Lizzo, new music from Beyonce, new music from Rihanna, new music from Taylor Swift. And they are like, 
doing their thing. So I'm going to hone in a little bit on uh, Queen B. Of course, she's not called Queen B for nothing. So we got to talk about Beyonce. And I know Toya and I did a review of her album Renaissance earlier in the season. And if I'm honest, it was I. Right. It was vibey. The beats were dope sonically. But the content, I was like, I'm going to need you to do better, especially as a wife and a mother now. But all that to say, it was it was okay. And then all of a sudden, Cuff It dropped. And I was like, this wasn't on the album? Where Cuff It come from? And people doing the Cuff It challenge and everything, you know. So I'm just curious if y'all have any uh, feedback, if you've heard anything from the new Beyonce album, if you've heard the Cuff It song, if you've done the Cuff It challenge, any, any thoughts, any feedback? I have not than the cuff it challenge i don't think <laughs> do you know what it is you know what i'm talking about okay i'm it's not going not crazy all okay of that, all of that yes <laughs> oh, that's okay. yes, yes i don't think i'm gonna participate but it's cute if y'all want to do it <laughs> tell me i'm just curious tell me why you wouldn't participate I just the lyrics to it. I'm just mm -hmm. like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna be you know, like, you know, dancing to that. Yeah, I got you. What are you what are your thoughts on the lyrics? It just it just it's not it's not for me. Mm. Uh <laughs> I like to go out and hang out with my girls and have fun, but mm -hmm. you know, I don't know about using all of those terms, like <laughs> maybe like Maybe like in my uh, college days, that yeah. might have been like, okay, let's see what you're like. But my, yeah. I'm a very, very grown, grown yeah. woman <laughs> with kids and like, ah, that's just not, not my scene. So it's, it's interesting. Maybe we need, and maybe I need to just go back and look at the lyrics. But when I listen to the song, to me, it sounds because it's cuff it, it's cuffing season, of course, you know, with the holidays coming up, you want to be booed up, whatever. To me, it sounded like a song you could sing or would sing to your significant other. It didn't seem like a girls' night out to me, but I could be wrong. So I don't know. The cuffet challenge. Well, the cuffet challenge is a dance, isn't it? But it, it, it's to the to the song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The lyrics of the song to me seem more like something you would sing to a significant other versus than being out with your girlfriends. But I could be wrong. Like maybe I need to go back and. Maybe I was watching the wrong cover challenge videos, but I didn't I didn't gather I think it's the chorus that they're using because um and the videos I've seen, like it is majority either groups of friends, you know, maybe they're out for girls night or something. Uh -huh. There are some other group like maybe work friends, et cetera, that may do it. But, and I've noticed some people change that first part because they don't want to come out. Like, we about to get effed up tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the ones that I've been seeing. It's like, got it, got it. effed up tonight. Uh, I'm like, eh. Got it. So maybe it's, we're going out with our girls to get cuffed up. Is that, is that to get cuffed? You know what I'm saying? Like to that get might be fair. The, maybe the intention of the song, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it sounds more like a party song because it's very upbeat, you very know, upbeat. Mm -hmm. gets you excited, and that chorus is very catchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was more of a marketing ploy. <laughs> Always. So I did it, yeah, and that video actually got the most... Oh, we lost uh, you. Uh-huh. You can't hear me? It broke up. It broke up. You said that video got the most something. Most views on her channel. Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. I figured. Can you can you yeah, say it? Was there anything? Mm -hmm. Oh. But, but, but the lyrics, though, to your point, is about being out with you. Your boo. I'm home, yeah. but my internet is. But I was saying the challenge, I did it during the peak time where uh -huh. you pick the challenge when it's the highest then you know you'll get more views that was the only reason I did it so <laughs> so you did the cuff it challenge is that what you're saying yes I did the challenge for my business page oh dope 
I get so yeah. it is a good marketing ploy that way as well. Yes, it you're was absolutely a marketing right. ploy. Um, yeah. And the person I did it with, she doesn't have rhythm, so I think it was funny. People, <laughs> <laughs> I had rhythm, and then she didn't have rhythm, so I was like, "Come on, this way." And she's like, and I'm like, "No, this way." <laughs> so then on the video, everyone's like, "Good job, Katie," and I'm like. I, now, now I have to go back and watch it. It's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. Okay, thank y'all for clarifying. I get the girls' night thing now. What you're talking about, Toya, and then for that's me, all I saw and the lyrics. So. But the lyrics is about falling in love, though. Yeah, you know, like, cuff it, cuff it, yeah. the cuffing season thing. So that's all about getting booed up. So that's why I was yeah. just taking that title. And going with that, but to your point, the beginning of the song is we going out with our girls, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I think the goal is to get cuffed while mm -hmm. you're out because it's cuffing season. So got it. So, but yes, all right. So that's Queen B. All right, still doing her things. And actually, I do have to give her a shout out because she has officially surpassed. She surpassed her husband, and I want to say everybody else as far as having the most number of Grammy nominations. Wow. Check and see who has the highest number of Grammy awards now, but she definitely has the highest number of Grammy nominations um, for um, based on the 2023 Grammy. So we'll see. A lot of people are saying this could be her year as far as, you know, getting a lot of awards and, and all that good stuff. So, but I do believe, I think this song was kind of her saving grace because the album to me was okay. Like the single Break My Soul was cool. And then when she dropped the album, I was just kind of like, uh, you know, some some couple songs on there, I'd be like, okay. But then I think Cuffet was like, all right, let me just, you know, drop this and get some more, some more spins, some more uh, follow, well, not even followers, but just some more exposure. So. We'll see. So, all right. And then we've got another, another amazing woman in music that has been making waves. I don't know if we have, do we have any Swifties in the building or on the, on the call? <laughs> Years ago, I was so, I, I know all her songs by heart from her very, like I was, so now like I hear things, like I like her sound, but I'm not a, a Swiftie per se. Got it. Got the it. Swiftie. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Danita? Are you a Swifty? I am not. <laughs> I am not. Ah, yes. Yeah, song. I heard a couple of her songs, but they reminded me of other songs. I'm like, mm, that sounds like something I've heard before. But then that was, yeah. She's got millions of followers. Like it just amazes me, like how, like whenever she drops a record, she just breaks records with streaming and sales. And and now lately there's this whole debacle with Ticketmaster because a lot of people, basically Ticketmaster couldn't handle the demand. Like she has like 3.7 verified fans who are, you know, they're supposed to get notifications as soon as her tickets go on sale so they can purchase. And they basically like shut down wow. Ticketmaster. And so many of them could not get tickets that it caused this whole debacle. And, you know, she had to make uh, make a statement to her fans about it. And, you know, it was just um, amazing to me. And, and even in the midst of the debacle, she has already sold 2.4 million tickets. Wow. to her concerts for her tour. So I'm like, somebody out there is a Swifty. We, we, we need to find a certified Swifty Toya and interview them and find out the phenomenon behind it because I am like really curious about it. I mean, she's a dope songwriter. I'm sure she puts on a great show, but I'm, yeah, I'm like just amazed. Cause it's genius marketing too. Cause she doesn't have to do it. People are doing it for her. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts. Yes. Wow. So yes, it's been a great year for women in music. Uh, anything else on women in music before we move on to the box office? Women rule the box office. Yes, yes. So again, a great year for women in film, in movies. So show of hands, did you see The Woman King? Anybody? I did. I did not. I wanted to, not I kept forgetting. You. Okay. okay. Did you see it, India? No? No, not yet. Okay. Have y'all heard anything about it? I've, I've heard, heard some things about it. I've seen some interviews and videos. Yeah. Are you interested in seeing it? Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not a big movie person in general. Mm -hmm. 
So when there's like a lot of hype around a movie, it takes me months to finally see it. Yeah. Uh, like and sometimes a year. I'm like, okay, I'm finally seeing this movie. Yeah. So I feel like the pandemic ruined that for me because before then we would go to the movie theater, see what's out latest. Mm-hmm. And now I've gotten so much out of that where I'm like, oh, it's a new movie out. And I hear everybody talking about it. Like it was amazing. And months later, here I come finally watching it. <laughs> right. Look, and you're a mommy land too. So I'm sure time is is a little slimmer these days. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good. Now, Danita, you said you wanted to see it, right? I do. Tell us why. Well, I love, I forgot her name. The same person that's in um, Wakanda Forever. I remember her from The Walking Dead, and I always liked her character. Oh, Denai. Oh, she's kind of one of my favorites. Is she on that? I don't know if she's in that movie. I don't think she is. I think she is. Denai Denai. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. But um, but you yeah, like her. Kind of that, she has that like powerful woman. I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it was a great movie. So y'all check it out if and when you're able to. Um, it was, I think it was great to just see women in that aspect, like as warriors. So, but Toya, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I don't want to give too much away. I just. I felt like doing like some of the moves and I was like, yes. <laughs> I was yes. getting into it. I loved it. Yes, it was awesome. So put that on your list. All right. And then, you know, we got to ask, has anybody seen or heard any feedback on Wakanda forever? Any any show of hands, have you seen it? Have you seen it? No. You already know my answer. <laughs> And it just came out. I was surprised Danita saw it. Okay, that's what I saw it last night. Well, like okay, was like trying to rush home to go see it with my son. So, yeah. Well, you know, we had a uh, a scheduled we did time date to go see it, and then each person like sent me a text. Or told me separately, hey, just so you know, <laughs> I'm gonna see it out like this weekend. I was like, what? <laughs> Everybody's going to see it before our scheduled date. So, yes. note to self: if it's a blockbuster <laughs> movie, we need to schedule to see it opening weekend. For me, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm the complete opposite of, of you, India. My, both me and my husband are movie buffs, so like. We love movies, we make movies, we write movies, we're big on entertainment. So if it's like a box office thing, like we're gonna be there. Ahead of time and we're gonna be there. And so when she said, and actually, I don't think you suggested it. Actually, another a friend of ours suggested it. And I was like, okay, cool. But I literally was thinking opening weekend. And granted, I know life happens and, you know, we all have stuff going on opening weekend. So I was like, all right, we could still make a girl's night of it. But uh, I'm going to see it before. <laughs> and that'll be my second time seeing it. I'm and, just- and then when I got the other text, I was like, well, dang, I just might as well go see it. This week and not wait. <laughs> That's all right. That's it all right. Good, though. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Yes. What'd you think, Danita? I think people, I saw, I was trying not to look at too many spoilers, but people were saying, oh, it wasn't, you know, they, it was overhyped. I heard mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw it, I'm like, it wasn't overhyped. It's not going to be the original. I yeah, think. it can't be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the main character is gone. I mean, it is what it is. So yeah. I thought it was really good in the way they were able to kind of mold the characters and things like that. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, I just really like the way that they, they, you know, supported and then they also gave the tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just I just loved like the push for women in STEM. Um I know there's been Oh a lot yes. Of even like you know with hidden figures and just yes. you know, getting people getting women exposed to science and technology and mathematics and engineering and stuff but just to see that woven into the story of wakanda forever yes. as well was so dope to me and so yes. i just really felt 
inspired personally, but then also inspired for all the, you know, young brown and black girls that are going to be watching it as well. Yes. yes, I can do this. And it's dope to do it. It's not like lame to yes. do it. So I'm excited. I did notice that. I, I noticed they were pushing it harder for that in this one. Yeah. Like, That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, ladies, anything else on women in the box office ruling the box office? Well, let's dive on into Enneagrams. So I know um, I mentioned earlier, we, well, actually, go ahead, Toya. Go ahead and drive us on into Enneagrams and you can break down what we did and everything. <laughs> yes. So we had my sister-in-law on the show um, on one of the, our episodes and she is, her name is Brandy Underwood. She's like an expert in all things Enneagrams. And so she walked us through each of the nine types of Enneagrams. Um, we also had our spouses on the show. I think it was the next the next show. Um, and we they we did their tests as well. Like we made them do their Enneagram tests. So it was big when uh, we discussed like relationships and how we interact in uh, marriage and you know significant others and how you deal with conflict and it was very uh key in understanding your type and your spouse's type um it was very eye-opening and it just made things kind of click and like oh that makes sense now why you know he acts like that or <laughs> why i'm like that it makes sense because it's it's a personality test. Um, so did you guys get a chance to do your Enneagram? And if so, what what's your Enneagram number? And do you think it's you? Like, do you think it's accurate when you did it? Yeah, I, I was able to do mine, um, which is like one of the last personality tests I have not done yet. So I actually appreciated that. I was like, I've done DISC, I've done all these other ones, but that was the one I've heard a lot about, but had never taken the time to do. So all the questions I did them, and then when I got it, I was like a little like, hmm, okay. So apparently I'm a Enneagram three, and I had to really look at that. And I said, well, no, I've seen that over my entire life, like really being a high achiever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to typically go after things unless there's some sort of reward attached to it. And that was the high, I think I scored like 98% there, which I was like, wow. And there were other ones I scored like eight in the eighties, seventies, but that was like, this is where you're dominant in. And I really sat there and I was like, okay, let me think about this. And I said, well, yeah, this is true. I mean, since being little, my parents never had to push me to do my homework or want to do well. There was like this natural driving me to want to do well and succeed in anything I did. And if I didn't, I was very unhappy. I was like, no, I have to be successful at this. Like, I'm not trying to be perfect, but almost. <laughs> so that's where I uh, uh, scored at. And I definitely, you know, was looking at my results like this is really eye opening. Wow. You know what Brendan's number is? I don't, but I know whatever it is has something to do with having control, like leading, dominant, because all the tests he's done, we've done like the, I don't know if you heard of Eric Thomas assessment, the flight assessment is really good. Uh -huh. um, and when we did that, he's the pilot, which makes sense. And I'm, I'm high on pilot, but I'm like air traffic control. I'm big on process and precision and all the details. Um, but whatever, which one he is, it's the one that has to do with having the leadership and really just driving situations because that's that's who he is. So, yeah. And that's where we kind of butt heads because <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can lead the situation. I like to lead too. I'm a natural leader. However, I know how to like, you know, calm it down, but I'm big on the details and the process. So how are we going to get there? Uh -huh. And then that's where the frustration gets because it can be like, okay, this is where we want to go, but how I need all the details. And he's like, I don't have all that. I'm like, well, that's where we come together and I will provide the details and figure out, well, how do we get to where we want to go while you're leading the, the ship, if you will. So, yeah. What would, do you remember what your second number 
second highest number was? My second highest one. Let me see if I can pull it up. I, I can definitely relate to type three. That was my mm -hmm. second highest. My first one was perfectionist. Mm. Perfectionist, then high achiever. And so I'm like, ooh. I think my second was, <laughs> I'm trying to understand the uh, chart here. Is Does it have it broken down by percentage or? Yes. And then it has that graph and then three stands out, but then two and one are like really close. Okay. So those might be your secondaries. Okay. Yeah. Either the giver or the perfectionist would be your uh -huh. secondary. So the twos are the givers. Twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they belong. Um, and they they fear being unlovable. So mm. that's more of a two. And then a perfectionist is kind of like, you know, self-explanatory. It's like, you know, super perfectionist want a lot of emphasis on following rules, doing things correctly, um, and one's fear uh, being imperfect and can be extremely strict um, with themselves and others. So that's more of a one. No. Yeah. Which one sounds more like? Which one sounds more like you? I think the one of like wanting to help others and and be liked and doing that so that happens because I do that all the time. But one thing I don't that because there's like I think one of the questions is like what's something maybe you didn't agree with. One thing I'm struggling with is that one of the weakness because of how high I am on those was um, mm -hmm. deceit and because I want success some, sometimes doing going about it superficially and mm -hmm. that it may be vain. Mm -hmm. And now I will say way back in the day, yes, that I, I was like, yep, I can't even sit mm -hmm. here in front. Like I definitely struggle with that. But where I'm at now, I'm like, I can see being prone to that as a weakness, but mm -hmm. I feel like right now, that's not something I'm worried about. Like yeah. I'm really, cause they said you may struggle to have real meaningful relationships. I'm like, no, I don't feel like I struggle there um, in the past maybe, but yeah, that's one thing I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. and that's okay. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about it and honestly, the there's so much more to the study of Enneagrams, but as you evolve, yeah. your personality evolves as well and mm -hmm. so like you were saying you could have seen that maybe as a a temptation or a challenge you know when you were younger but it's not now so you know which is great quite mm -hmm. honestly so yeah yeah and then it goes into even more details about being like healthy twos mm -hmm. or a healthy three versus an unhealthy three and and then it offers like tips and strategies um, when you're in relationships with certain Enneagram types. Mm -hmm. So you may want to have Brendan take the mm -hmm. test um, so that you can kind of research and look into like, you know, some things for conflict resolution when you guys do have conflict and different things like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I know it was eye-opening <laughs> for me and Ryan because he was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> out with some of that like <laughs> that makes sense you're a perfectionist <laughs> and you know Ryan is so like chill and laid mm -hmm. back and you know not super detail oriented you know so and you're like this needs to be perfect what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like wipe this off correctly <laughs> but I, I, I think we've kind of over over the years we've kind of learned how to adjust to our personalities i've chilled out like a ton with some of my perfectionist characteristics when it comes to certain things like you know cleaning like we got four kids like you know i can't i can't have i can't be so focused on making sure like my house looks perfect all the time and you know you got four kids that you have to clean up after and for me i value my peace more over perfection. So yeah, the house doesn't look perfect all the time. Um, not to my standards, but you know, I I, I enjoy my peace and I, I like I want my kids to be happy and you know. Amen. Yeah. This is important. Whew. 
Danita, do you have any insight you want to share about your personality? Type? No, I was looking at it quickly. I didn't see the full report yet, but everything I pretty much put accurate on most of them. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know which of these are inaccurate, but most of them were accurate. Um, my highest was a four. Okay, cool. I'm a four. Yeah, and my second was a three. Okay, uh, that's my second two, three. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I struggle with perfectionism, but I'm trying to be better mm -hmm. about that. Um, but it's just now the hardest part for me is um, focusing on on tasks. Like you know, you have all the tasks at one time, and when you have a long task list, it's just hard to kind of hone in on just some tasks so your brain gets overwhelmed quickly so i'm trying to work through that so i have a couple of different like life coach and then like business coach you know these people you don't think that they're important until like they're in your life and i'm like oh my god i need a coach for this kind of stuff and like oh even just life so that oh here's a plan you need someone to help kind of keep you accountable with like every little piece of the pie um because we we unfortunately can't do it all at the same time so we just have to uh, find a way to do it all, like be mom, be business, be life, be everything. It's just, you know, there's so much they expect of us. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, having um, more insight on that and knowing what, what you need to succeed is, is really good. That's awesome. Did you feel like, um, well, and for, for those that don't know, the number four is the romantic or the individualist tend to be very emotional, uh, tend to be very artistic, creative. I was going to ask you, do you feel like that um, is accurate for you, for your um, number one, for your primary? It is accurate because um, I, back when I had time, I used to draw a lot and I would come up with a lot of different things when it came to um especially when it comes to social media. Um, I think that's the uh, easiest way for me to be creative because most people say that they know me before they meet me, especially my mm. clients. Wow. Um, because they say, I saw your Instagram, I saw your Facebook. So I knew you before you got here, you know? <laughs> so it's good because I can be myself on there, but then still be professional. So I think it lets me be a little bit more creative on that outlet. And then I can play on Canva and put stuff together versus you know, I have social media people that do those things, but, you know, it's hard for them to be me and have the essence of what you want versus you just doing it yourself. Yeah. So I think that definitely lets me be um, pretty creative for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love playing on Canva. It's really fun. Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming, but I love Canva. I really do. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I, th I think the creativeness is in our genes. And I think you you were gone when I was telling them that our our dads are I, identical twins, and you know we are like half sisters as well as cousins, and both of us um, are creative people. Yes, yes, yeah. It's it's weird like when your your cousin is the other twin, so you feel a little closer <laughs> when you feel different things. I don't know. You just, it's a little bit different when they're when it's the other twin. You know, people like, is that your sister? Even like my fiance, Joe, when he saw a picture of you and Brittany, he was like, you're just brown. You're like darker than her, but y'all look alike. And then Brittany, like you and Brittany just look the same. So it's it's wild. We have a family. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was going to ask, do either of you have any... Um, tips or best practices on um, conflict resolution or getting along with people that are different personality types? Do you feel like you attract people that are like you or different? Like just kind of dynamics on dealing with other personality types. Patience. Mm. I, I listen more than talk a lot of the time. Mm. And then I wait to interject. <laughs> Usually I learn a lot by just listening to people because I meet so many different people all the time and it's different personalities. So I just, before I talk a lot, I just let them talk to me and then I can learn like how I need to talk to them once I let them talk for a while. Good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I, I'm a lot like that too. I, I listen a lot. I don't 
unless I know you very, very well, then I'm like open and I'm like talking, you know, back and forth. But with people, I don't know if I, I may attract similar people, right? Like we may have some similarity there. Um, it's very rare that I've been like close with someone who's completely opposite from me. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be some level of like, we have this similarity, like something that's bonding us together. But I think in terms of like relationship and conflict, I really, I believe it's so important to always put yourself in the other person's shoes and position and try and think like them. Um, because oftentimes if we're caught up in our own head and what we have going on, we it's, it's hard to really relate to someone when you're not trying to listen to their perspective or even see it. Yeah. And like in marriage, for instance, when I do that, I'm like, you know what, let me think about how he actually might feel based upon my response or something that I did that he is expressing um, hurt him or maybe something that he did like that, that he, well, why, why did he like this? And then I'm like, okay, it, it really helps build relationships that are strong and not just surface level. When you come from a space of, I really want to relate to you. And in order to do that, let me really try to put myself in your shoes and what life is like for you and how you're experiencing things. Hmm. Good. Good. Wow. Yes. And I would say, India, I think um, when we met, I think it took us a minute to kind of warm up, but I think we found that we had more similarities mm-hmm. uh, with each other over, over the years. And so I could definitely say, yeah, I think I might be drawn to people that are more similar to my Enneagram type as opposed to someone that's like polar opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then it was like, when we first met, you know, Brendan, he just, he's just bringing me over to your house. Like, Hey, I want y'all to meet this woman. I'm like, where are we going? And when I look back, I'm like, I was actually kind of crazy getting in a car with a man I had only known for a couple of weeks. And he's just taking me to somebody's house. But I like really trusted him. I'm I'm very discerning. So I didn't discern anything crazy. I was like, okay, but I was so nervous and I was just quiet listening, you know. And as time went on, I was like, you know what? I really like Latoya. Like we started laughing and, and Key, I was like, oh yeah, we there's some similarities there. Like we laugh at the same things. And it really helped like open us up, you know, to each other and actually build our own friendship outside of them knowing each other. But yeah, there definitely are similarities there. Yeah, I know we, we're both foodies. We like, yes. we like <laughs> to well. try new restaurants and <laughs> Foodies is the best. I feel like I'm like listening. I'm like I don't know if I've heard this story before. I feel like I need the full story on that one. <laughs> I love it. I can see that though with Latoya because when I first met you, because we met later, like when you were um, in college, and I was like barely out of high school, um, and you you were. You were kind of like standoffish, like I don't know these people because I think you were just kind of new into like the McCants this world. Is true. So, this is true. <laughs> so she's I like, I already don't even know about these people. <laughs> that is that is that is the thought that was was like, in okay. my head. Yeah, but then we got close, and then with my mom and everything, and I'm like, okay. But from like just from the distance, you you do not just let anybody like into your circle easily at all. So. But that's how you should be. I was gonna say this helps me so much because I really thought it was just me. I really did. I thought, I thought, okay, that's that straight stern face. Yeah, I was like, I just thought the wall was just for me, you know. But (laughs) but everybody, that's for everybody. Until okay, let me let it down. Okay, all right. But once the wall is down, it's down. That's beautiful. Okay. I feel so enlightened, y'all. Thank you for helping me like process through this. Like, okay, this is really good. I'm sorry. I've always been like that. I don't know. It's just it's just intrinsic, I guess. I don't know. I think it's good. Like it is good. That's how you are. I'm I'm sometimes I'm too trusting. So I'd rather be less trusting, but I'm like, oh, everyone's going to be okay. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're not. (laughs) And then you're, it's too late, you know, so. 
So I was standoffish with the family. All right. I didn't know that that was the perspective. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Not with us, but I could I knew where it came from. You were like, let me let me see first, you know. Yes. I, I, I like to observe and listen and like kind of gather my information about the the people before I feel like, you know, like, yeah, you're all right. Versus like, mm, <laughs> you <know> right. <laughs> hey, how you doing? See you at the reunion, you know. <laughs> it's funny. Wow, y'all. All right. Anything else on Enneagrams before we transition into becoming? All right, let's go into becoming. So this season on Becoming Eva, we had a lot of wonderful guests join us and they really walked us through their journeys from uh, like maybe from their personal relationship with God and their journeys into their careers or their different businesses. And it, it's just been very impactful listening to um, other women's journeys and, and, and some men, uh, other people's journeys over over life and just sharing those different milestones. And both of you have some very interesting journeys and careers and different things that you do. So we want to kind of dive in a little bit and kind of discuss like some of those um, milestones and uh, career choices and things like that. But first, we just want to know when did you start developing a personal relationship with God and how has your relationship changed or evolved over the years? India, you can go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I first started when I was much, much younger. Um, I don't feel like it became something that I seriously took into consideration until maybe elementary school, because I grew up as a baby, like that's all I knew. And then it hit me like, wait, like I have this decision to make. It's not up to my parents or anything. There's actually a relationship I can have. Um, so I decided, I dedicated my life to God in fifth grade. I'll never forget that day. It was right before Christmas and, you know, went on through life, you know, doing what, what I thought was right, you know, studying the word, all of that. But my relationship with God was really tried when I went to college, <laughs> like many other women mm -hmm. I know. And that eventually prompted me. I started this ministry for college girls after because I said, wait, my first two years were incredibly crazy for no good reason. And <laughs> I don't want to see other people go through that because they feel like they're searching for something that's really within them and for the lack of community of other women that actually are not trying to live this typical, you know, college life and go with the culture, but you know that you're set apart and different and having a community of, of women that you're safe with to do that with. So after those first couple of years, like I really, really um, like went to another level and understanding of my relationship with God and made it a relationship and not just this is you know, my religion and what I'm simply following because I think it's the right thing to do. So that led me. Um, and eventually, I think through that, me doing ministry and and um, really helping lead other young women to Christ, like that's how I found my husband. It really like he or he found me uh, because he saw me doing this. And, and I was in a space where I was like, you know, I'm not out here trying to, I'm sick of the same old, same old relationships like that. I, I literally tell Brendan all the time, I'm like, the day before we really communicated, I was on my knees praying to God. I said, Lord, I don't want to talk to another man unless he is my husband. I said, that what'd you say? Sounds familiar. It sounds like yeah. my co-host. Go ahead. Yep. I said that. And the next day, Brendan had messaged me. I was in town and that's when we like, exchange numbers and everything like the rest was history but being on that journey like god has always just shown himself to me in the good and the really really rough times um and you know continuing doing that through motherhood and where i'm at and career wise like i i look back i was even thinking this week i was like i never would have guessed i'd be where i am today just looking at 
where I was like 10 years ago and what I thought I wanted to do with where I am now, like at the end of the day, I'm really passionate about helping people and, and doing that in some way, shape or form. But it just didn't happen the way I personally had planned. And I'm actually grateful for that because it happened the way it was supposed to. And through this journey, like God has just shown me his plan and to really trust him. And I love knowing that God has already figured it all out. And all I have to do is keep going and trusting him and, every, and watch everything unfold. Awesome. I just wanted to share, that's amazing about the college ministry and the fact that you took it upon yourself to create a safe space for women that, you know, knew they were set apart, knew that they were different and did not want to compromise while they were in college. So that's awesome. Do you, can you share the name of the ministry or? Yeah, I don't do it anymore. I did it for a few years, but it was College Girls After Christ. I love it. Yeah, I ended up being on three campuses, which was amazing. Uh, And there's still a lot of ladies I'm connected to to this day because of that. So it was a really great journey. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish, I wish there was something like that when I was in college. I mean, I was in, in limbo, I felt like, for a lot of my college years of like, well, well, <laughs> you know, let me just go out and, ex- you know, mm-hmm. experience life. And then, you know, that got old, like, real quick. And I was like, man, is there anyone else out there mm-hmm. like me, like, in limbo, I just felt like I was in limbo for a lot of my college years. <laughs> what about you, Danita? Do you want to share? Um, yes. So my journey with Christ, I was, you know, born into non-denominational Christian my whole life. Um, but I did not accept Christ until I was probably about 12 or 13. Um, is when I got baptized, but you know, I, you know, the way I was taught in the beginnings, it was kind of like the the old school, like fire and brimstone. You do this, you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> the beginning, you know. So I was just like, it was just scared straight type of method back then. But um, you know, I understood when I was younger. I was like, yes, you know. But then as I got older, I kind of strayed away from that because I'm like, well, how much of this is like, you know. So by the time I got to college, you know, I went further and further from what I knew. And then as, it was like I got older and I went further away. And then I got a little bit older and I got closer again. It's kind of went like this. I went back. And then by the time um, I was like getting close to the end of college um, and I transferred, I got closer again because my college roommates, we all went to the same church and all that kind of stuff. So we... Um, Bible study and everything together. So by the time um, that hit, I started to get a little bit better, like in my mind, because I was just all over the place trying to figure it out. And then um, vet schools where things shifted because then, you know, I straight again and there was a child. So there was that. (laughs) I had him when I was a junior, but it was, it was a test because God was like, well, now you have this child. What are you going to do? you know, but it was in the beginning, I honestly was, I felt really bad. And I felt like my mom was going to disown me because I'm like, oh my God, like we never even had a sex talk. And now there's a baby like now, you know, how does that work? Uh, Because, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know, maybe, you know, because we were like heavy Christians. It was always like, just don't do it before marriage. Like maybe that conversation should shift a little bit, not saying do it, but maybe there should be a better conversation about it versus I can't have this conversation openly with my parent type of thing. Um, So that was one thing. But by the time I um, got done, the biggest shift was um, as I was starting to go back up and down this roller coaster ride, you know, with God and in and out of his out of his life. And, you know, we're just I feel like it was like a tug of war, like like I want you We're back and forth. But 2020, I don't know if this has happened with anyone else, but 2020 was like the rock bottom for me mm. where I just felt like I was, there was just too many negative people entering into my world. And I just felt like 
I was allowing more than I should have at that point versus before I was a little bit more strict about what I was allowing and what I wasn't allowing. But when I got to that point, I started to dig a little bit deeper into me and I had the time. So, you know, I went back to my Bible. It was just me and God. I wasn't at the, you know, physical location, but it didn't matter. I, it was me yeah. and him at that point. It didn't, it didn't matter if I was in the building. And that's when I realized like my spirituality and my relationship with God has nothing to do with this building because it's, we can't go. So it yeah. was, it was a really different experience for me during that time. And at the end of the journey, I, you know, worked through the things that I was going through in my life. I worked through the bad relationships I was allowing into my life and kind of like similar to um, what you said, I was, I decided, I was like, you know what, I need to, I had a man cleanse and I was like, I'm just not talking to anybody else at this point. And I'm going to set myself up so that I can receive my husband. And I was like, I'm not going to allow this anymore. So I kind of was allowing a few things. Eventually I cut everything off that I was allowing into my life. And then I honestly sat down one day and I just started crying. I remember it was like either December 31st or January 1st of 2021. And I got out on my knees and I prayed to God and I just said, God, I think I'm ready. Like I'm tired. I'm, I think I'm ready to, you know, receive my husband. I'm ready to hit this next stage of my life because I think I am ready to receive my husband now. And I had a whole conversation. I'm crying on my knees and literally two and a half, three weeks later, I met my future husband. Wow. And that's, that's what happened. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was, <laughs> that's literally what happened. And you know, that's where the story, where the story continues. And then, you know, he came into my life. He, supported me supported the business he quit his job to help me like start the business for the first year so he he laid it down and helped and supported me and you know was there for me where we both kind of grinded through the first year and then he finally went into his career and what he wants to do so it it worked out and then we're looking like look at where we are now like you sacrifice i sacrifice and now all of the sacrifice is starting to pay off so it's beautiful yeah I am just so proud of you, Danita. And I say that because I know I was privy to witness all of all of those different phases that you kind of walked us through. And I didn't know you were going to be that transparent. So thank you so much um, for being transparent with um, everyone. It is definitely going to help someone. Um, so thank you so much for sharing I just appreciate your honesty and just walking us through all of that. Um, and yeah. I'm just so proud of you. Like, I remember when you had little Steven and um, you were still like out there making it. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> making it happen. Um, you know, you finish vet school and everything. So that takes uh, guts and a yeah. lot termination so i'm just really proud of you uh i don't know if i've said that um to you in the past but i i've watched you grow and develop over the years and i'm just really proud of you yeah oh, thank you thank you and congratulations on your engagement that is thank awesome you. Thank yes you. thank you no, i've been engaged too many times but <laughs> i'm like well luckily i never actually did it you know my heart always said no you know i went to marriage counseling maybe that's what it was i went to marriage counseling a few times i'm like yeah and it you know so whoever's thinking about it maybe you should go to marriage counseling before you make yeah. your final decision because that released like two or three engagements that did not happen so. amen yeah it's better <laughs> to find it out on the mm -hmm. side of singleness Thank than you. on the other side like for real so yeah but that's awesome. All right, y'all, let's dive into careers real quick before we close out. Can y'all tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up and how that evolved into what you're currently doing? Go ahead, India. <laughs> so I wanted to be a heart surgeon. All right. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor. And then like, as I got older, I said, ooh, I wanted to be a heart surgeon. And I was just always really fascinated with the medical field. If I still am, like 
I'm a Grey's Anatomy fanatic. I've watched every single episode up until today. If I got caught in a situation where there was a random stranger on the street that needed something, I'd be like, oh, they have internal bleeding. Let me do that's how my mind is. I still in my head, I'm like, I, I could I could do it. I could do it. Oh, but I and then transitioned into wanting to be a news anchor from like ninth grade up until my junior year of college. Like that was where I was going. And then I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. I can't sit in front of people and kind of be told what to report out on and a lot of the negative information. I was like, this is gonna be too much for me. Um and then I wanted to be doing something where I help people, whether that was in ministry or a nonprofit. Um, I wanted to like serve in my community in some way, which is what I'm doing now. So I work for a nonprofit organization and I love it. It's very fulfilling. It's rewarding work. Everything that I do, there's a mission tied to it. And it's something that for years I wanted to get into. And the last two years I've been um, with Year Up and it's been amazing. And I'm looking forward to continuing on this journey and whatever that leads me to. But uh, it's been really great. And now I've been, you know, blessed to be able to lead a market in in efforts for that. So that's where I am now and kind of how I got here. Yay. Awesome. Go ahead, Danita. Okay. Um, so I wanted to be a vet since I was five. It's pretty wow. typical story. Yeah. Uh, most vets, you know, a lot of kids like, oh, I want to be a vet. But, you know, I went through the whole thing and I actually did it. Um, but it's honestly, I can't see myself doing anything else, anything different. Um, every time someone asks me, like, would you do something different? I honestly would not. Um, sorry about the background noise, but um, I wouldn't do anything different. Um, but I started working mainly in like general practice and things like that when I first came out. Um, and then I've been out for about uh, almost eight years now. So I started my mobile veterinary practice last August 2021 out of my car. And now we transitioned awesome. to a um, Mercedes Sprinter van, which is super exciting. So now we have yes. the big van, so we're full service. So I knew entrepreneur, like my, Latoya knows my mother is the entrepreneur. So I didn't really probably have a choice because she ingrained in me that single mom entrepreneur spirit. That's just who she was. So I, that's all I saw. So that's, you know, it was already ingrained in me on who that was, who, who I was going to be. So um, that is um, kind of how my story is. And we are, we're doing really good now. Um, we are serving Orlando. We're, you know, out here in the community because I'm still, we're little sprinkles in the dust because most people have never seen a black veterinarian. Um, I went to Tuskegee um, Vet School, HBCU. So that's where I went for vet school. So even there, it was different because, you know, everyone is, you know, African-American that or majority. But then when you come back into the real world, you see like, hey, you're still the minority. So when I'm out and about, I still have to remember when people see me, they're like, oh, and they don't they don't realize that. And, you're, you know, it's like a double. You're a woman and you're a woman black business owner. Like they it's just like, what? So it's, it's good. And then I also get to go and, you know, tell the kids and go speak at um, different events um, to kind of get more awareness that, hey, you can do this and, and things like that. So. Yay. I love that. That's amazing. I was gonna say, can you tell us a little bit about what your mom does, what her business is? My mom? Mm -hmm. Oh, she she's. <laughs> What doesn't she do? <laughs> she does a little um, she, bit of everything. She used to be a cosmetologist like back in the day. That was her first venture. Um, and then real real estate was her longest thing that she's done now. But she's kind of dibbed in dab because she'll do like, you know, telemarketing, like the not telemarketing, the um, network marketing companies and things like that. So she's done a little bit of everything. She is that person like that can't really hold a job. So like she she'll try to get a job and she'll like Oh, I had to quit. You know, so that's. <laughs> I want you something else. She's like, I had to quit. I'm like, we well, had to quit, but you know, that's that's her. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. She looked. She getting it done. Getting it done. So wow. So can both of you share where you see yourselves or where you would like to um, be or something that you're pursuing? I would say for like the next phase of your career or season of your life in general. That's a good question. So for me, I'm still 
in a space of like processing because there's so many new things that have happened within the last year of my life. I'm like, okay, here I am. Um, but I want to get really great at what I'm doing now. So right now I'm in this learning process. Like I want to learn as much as I can over the next couple of years. I feel like I just went through always trying to progress and achieve certain things. And I'm like, okay, I've achieved these milestones, but I want to kind of take a step back and really learn and implement the information that I'm learning. So that's where I see myself doing is just learning. I'm looking forward to doing like a Harvard Business School, um, a few courses there and really investing in my personal and professional development. That's where I'm, you know, really focused at for the next couple of years. Um, and not so much trying to, because I'm big on like, which my Enneagram talks about <laughs> achieving that thing. Like for me, it's a title. And I'm like, okay, I have, I've had these titles. I'm good right here. I want to be on cruise control and just focus on learning and developing so that when I do feel like it's time for me to go to the next level, I'm actually prepared to step into that like confidently. So I'm just in a space of learning, learning and growing. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's a great space to be in. So love it. What about you, Danita? Um, For me, financial literacy, it's so much going on right now about everything, you know, when it comes to like um, crypto this and, you know, it just seems like there's so many different things going on. I'm like, I'm just trying to work on financial literacy and, you know, getting rid of debt. And those are the things that I'm more concerned about right now. Like everything's nice, but all of these things that I'm trying to do is so that I can have um, financial freedom and retire faster than <laughs> than 65. So that is that is what I'm trying to do right now um, is work on all the financial literacy stuff that we aren't really taught so that we can understand how to do the things that they do and use their money the right way. And Uncle Sam's not taking it all. Like everyone has their little secrets and I'm trying to find out the secrets of how to save more money so that I can go do it too. You know, so. (laughs) I have to ask, are there any tools or resources that you would recommend currently, like based on where you are in that process or? I'm I'm really, honestly, I don't don't know. I really don't. Like Joseph, he's really good at like the, like the, the market and that kind of stuff. Like any mm-hmm. time he talks about it, I'm like, I don't really know what, what you're talking about. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. So, um, I, I, accountants, like those people, like I try my best to be a little bit in the loop of what's going on money wise. Cause I'm like, I really feel like I'm really like, like literal, like I have no idea. Like as, as far as like financial literacy, I don't have enough. So I really need to work on that. For sure. Yeah. A lot of us do. I know I do. That's a great goal. So good stuff. Wow. All right, ladies. Um, we're moving into our noble characters section of our show. And we wanted to know if you all had a woman of noble character that you would like to recognize, maybe someone in your community or someone that has inspired you. And if so, do you mind sharing with us? Yeah. So mine is, it may sound a little cliche, but when I was thinking about this question, I was like, hmm, like, who do I want to share? But for me, it's definitely my mom, because I feel like she doesn't or hasn't gotten enough credit for all that she has done and who she is. And despite her upbringing, what she went through, like the things that are unimaginable to me, who she is today. She is literally like a walking, living, breathing example of like what God can do. And you would just never know. And myself, even as a child, I've watched her transform and the things that God has done in her life and who she is today. And she's not the same person she was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Like she just keeps evolving. And she's, if you think of a woman that's just so graceful and, and influential in what she does, um, and just can be in a room and like people can just look at her and notice her for her beauty, not just outwardly, but her spirit. Yeah. Like that's her. And I, she's someone I always have in my mind. I'm like, I want to get to that level of just like gracefulness as a woman and being so, you know, 
clear and confident in who I am as a woman and God has made me to be like, so definitely my mom, hands down. And I don't tell her that enough. So I'm going to tell her today, like, you know what? I mentioned you for the Becoming Eva podcast as a noble woman. Say her full name for us. Yes. Her name is Twanda Taylor. Yes, Twanda Taylor, you are a woman of noble character. Congratulations, Twanda. (laughs) Danita, do you have a woman of noble character that you would like to recognize? I was struggling with this one. I was thinking of my mom, too, but I was like, dang, she said mom. But I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking mom, but then I was thinking of like, um, that was the first person, honestly, I thought of... um, and like you said, I do not give my mom enough credit. I really don't. <laughs> like, I think because, you know, it's the, the mother-daughter, you know, battle that you go through that we don't express it enough. But then you, as you get older and you start to become a woman and you're starting to become them, and it's like, oh, God, like, I am you. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Especially when you have kids. You be like, oh, my gosh. I sound like oh, my, my mom. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm like, what? What better person than you know the person that you emulate and you try to try to be like? Um, and even all the things that you went through, or you know, grew up, and I moved so many times, and you know, we bickered back and forth about all that. But at the end of the day, all of those things. Now that I'm older, I think about it. It made me stronger. It made me like who I am. And without those struggles, I wouldn't know, you know, what that feels like. And it won't, it, I wouldn't be as humble as I am now for everything that I do receive that the Lord provides me and all of that. I would not be where I am today if you didn't have those, those struggles and those problems. So. And say her full name. Her name is Celestine Taylor Karina. All right. Celestine Taylor Karina, you are a woman of noble character yes i love it shout out to the moms for real because like y'all said they do not get enough credit so we are happy to give them all the credit that they deserve so yes thank you guys so much for joining us this saturday for our girl talk season finale i really enjoyed you all thank you guys for coming um, Becoming Eva fans, don't forget to get your merch. Becoming Eva today, get your mugs. That's cute. Yes, get your mugs. And then um, I've got my little Becoming Eva hat. Oh, that's cute. There's lots of things you can get to support us on our website. So grab your merch at becomingevatoday.com. Um, This is our last episode of the year, but of course, uh, we'll be back next season. We'll see you guys next season. I want to say happy holidays to you all. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. See you guys next season. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.